And he spoke about the sequence of the Osius of the Torah, which broke into a category of three, then seven, and then twelve. Three, seven, and twelve together make up twenty-two, which are the twenty-two letters of the database. And uh, we saw that the three, if you're going to call them, they're called the Imais, the parent letters, are Aleph, Mem, Shem. The seven in the second category are the letters which are called Furos because they sometimes take the Dagesh, the Dat, and sometimes they don't. That is the letters Peskim, Dalit, Kaf, Pes, Reish, Tav, we call Beget, Kaparis. And then the third category is we call the Pshutos, which are the remaining 12 letters, um, which are connected to the, the, the third category of, uh, so to speak, the letters which make up the 22 letters of the letters. Because already told us that, as we know, Kodesh Baruch creates the world um, on one dimension of space, of the, pla- of the place of the world, that we call the Olam, and the second dimension, it's what we call the Nefesh, which means human beings, and the third dimension is in time. And therefore there are three parallels, so to speak, you know, in talking different dimensions, but three parallel pr- principles in creation. A creation of, of place, a creation of Mishana, and a creation of time, what's called, given the acronym Adam Shana Nefesh. He's the source of that idea, or the source of that idea? The source of that idea, which is quoting, and he talks about the three, the three, the three concepts, Adam Shana Nefesh, and how they relate to the, in each of these areas, there's going to be the initial three steps, which is called, which we call the the Aleph Mimshin, the first letters, the second stage, which is the seven, and the third stage, which is the twelve. So the Kudari gives us a table to explain to us um, where we see that sequence of three, seven, twelve in all these three areas. So if you look inside, on this page 100, that's where he talks about the chart of the Aleph Shana Nefesh, so he explains like this. When he's talking about the look at the item first, that's easy to understand. So we're talking about in place. So the, the parents, which means the start the initial uh, points with which Hashem creates, uh, which are the Shalish Imois, uh, are the base decisions which Hashem creates the world with, which He brings Avir Mayimanesh. That the first level, the, the three building blocks Hashem uses are water, air, and fire. And even though we normally we talk about four building blocks in the world, the fourth one being uh, what we call Afar, or, or, which means uh, something of solid substance, the ground. And then we talk about the four uh, fundamental elements of the world being water, fire, air, and solid, Afar, which really are the four different uh, properties matter can have. It can either be a solid substance, which is the Afar, it can be a liquid, which is... Uh, the mind, it can be a gas, which is the air, and it can be an energy, which is the fire. Those are the four properties that something could have. But we're talking about, in this context, what Hashem creates with, we only talk about the three, the Avir, Mayim, and the Esh. Understanding being that the offer is always what worked on. That's either the base, and then the effect of the other three on the offer is what's going to do, what's going to do with it. And therefore, if a person, uh, would, uh, a person of Hashem adds a certain amount of water or fire or air, whatever it's going to be, to the offer, that's what he uses in order to create things with. The offer is always like the base element, which is the other three work on. So we're talking about the first step, which means the parents, if one wants to call it that, is the starting points of creating of matter, of space, was the three elements Hashem used to create with. If you look in the second category, 
of the Shefer Purus, which means the seven, uh, the, se- the next stage of development that Hashem creates. So he talks about the seven, co- the seven planets. And the Gemara talks about lots of times the abbreviation Shatzon and Chankal, which are the abbreviation of the seven planets, which Chazal knew about. And he, they give it to you. Um, in the second group, Shabtai, which is Satan Tzedek, which is Jupiter, my name is Mars, Chama, the sun, Naga is Mercury, Kaychav, well, it's not clear which one means, but Kaychav, it's a fellow planet, and the one is the moon. In other words, uh, the seven celestial bodies which are in our solar system, that's the second stage, you know, the things that Shem created. And then, once again, the world itself is like the offer, it's uh, the Nephilim that it brought as part of the list. And then in the third category, which is the 12 Shutas, now it goes to the further system, which is the stars. And then if it gives us 12 constellations, which make up the, the zodiac, the, the Mazalis, and then if it goes to, and here's going in the order of the months, Claire, which is Nisan, Shar, which is Iyar, Ta'imim, Sartan, Arib, Sulam, Zayim, Akhat, Keshes, Kni, Gli, and Dagit, which is eventually Adar. And therefore he shows you how in creation of space, it began with the three building blocks of space, and then how the second step was the planets within our solar system, and the third step is uh, the, the stars which are beyond it. Now, obviously, this isn't exclusive. There are much more stars than just the stars which make up the symbols of the Mazayim. Right, that's only, it's only the stars which are in a certain Milky Way, in a certain thing which connected the sun, are the stars we count as part of the symbols of the Zodiac, which are the stars of the Mazayim. Many, many more stars in it. So he didn't mean to say that this is an exhaustive list of everything that's been created. He's just showing you how that division applies. In other words, how it, we have it, that that comes to three, which extends to seven, which extends to twelve. That's as far as space goes. Now, if you look, you get the same thing with regards to time, what he calls Ashana. And once again, you're going to see in time that there's the same idea of uh, uh, the, the zodiac. Yeah, he counts the Mazalos. Rambam in Yisraeli Atari, we're going to get this soon, he talks about the symbols of the, the 12 constellations, and he says that the shapes that they, or the names that they're given, was based on the world at the time of the Mabu. And he said today they don't look like that anymore because they've moved. They were based on the what? The, how they looked at the time of the Mabu. Interesting. And he says today they don't look like that anymore. Rambam says, and he explains to you why, okay, I have to explain his idea of science, but the way he understood science, how the stars have moved out of place, so to speak, and therefore he says, you're not going to see that anymore, gonna, which is, it really is, and if you look today, how they try and draw the stars to make these shapes, it's very far-fetched, there doesn't need to be any kind of correlation so much between the star and the shape it's meant to be, but the Rambam's already said, that the, the, as things, the, the system changed, so the stars kind of drifted apart from each other a bit, like he says, uh, the, about the, at the time of the Mabel, that's when the stars were in the position that made them look like these, uh, these symbols. And therefore, again, it looks like it was something which was a Messiah, not something which was necessarily um, something some people would see by just looking up and observing it. But, but 2,000 years before the Mabel, 1,000 years before the Mabel, they, they were still in the same position. They still looked that way. But at the Mabel, they changed. Like the whole the whole universe shifted some. So the Ram doesn't say when it changed. He just said that since the Mabel has changed, mm-hmm. it was the Mabel that caused that, or it's just a general thing which was caused by as as the planets move, they move at different speeds to each other, and therefore there's going to be a realignment. It's not quite completely clear from the Ram. 
Okay, so anyway, the, the, we, again, from Chazal, from the, from the Midrash, from the Gemara, we already know what the 12 symbols were meant to be, and uh, they're given their names. The fact that in, in Greek, they took the 12 signs and they just trans- they used Latin names or Greek names, but they already took it all from us. And that was uh, in exactly the same order of what all the Mazaras are. Now let's look at that in time. Well, what's the principle of the three, seven, twelve in time? So, the first step, what he calls the Imais, the parent step, it's a bit hard to understand. The names he gives us are Revaya, Kar, Chaim. Kar is called, Chaim is heat, Revaya is something in between. And that, we have to explain where you got from that. That's the, those are the three building blocks of time. But then when he goes to the seventh, and this we know very well. You're talking about uh, Nefesh? Oh, no, Shana. 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 Uh, I'll come back to Nefesh, because I want to explain that one. Okay. But uh, the Shana, he talks about the three Vier being a, a heat, cold, and Revaya, which is something in between them. Um, Revaya literally means to be satisfied. But here, in this case, it means a balance of the Kar and the Chab. Now, uh, where, where you got that from and what that means, we'll start to explain. The next two levels we understand very well. We're talking about time, which is divided into seven, and obviously it's talking about the days of the week. And therefore, if you have in the Shana, the division of time into days is going to be the seven days of the week. And if you're going to divide time into twelve, it's going to be twelve months of the year. And therefore, and now, and on the level of the months and the zodiac, so of course, they line up with each other. They line up with each other, and that's why, of course, Nisan is a Tle, and Yer is a Shar, and Seven is the is twins, and so on. But we understand very well. The Emes is also, that when it comes to the seven planets, if you want to call them that, uh, and the days of the week, they also line up with each other. They also line up with each other, except the way that they line up with each other is, what's the planet which is dominant in the sky at the beginning of the day? And uh, Rashi in Bavimatia, in Sochem, gives us the long explanation of how Rashi understood the zodiac works, uh, the symbols of the planets move, and based on that, he works um, at that the fi, the positioning of the planets, how does it, they move, the seven of them. So therefore, every the seven isn't divisible by 24. So every day, at the beginning of the, that day, there will be a different planet which is on the ascendancy. And therefore, that day is, is linked with that planet. Obviously, the seven days in the week. A seven didn't mean the most prominent? Meaning it's starting to rise. Rise. It's rising on the horizon. As the sun sets, what's the opposite side of the sky, which means what's the planet which we see rising? And uh, as the seven days in the week, so obviously the system is going to repeat itself every seven days, okay. and therefore every day has the the, the symbol which begins that day. And then he's done the rapi here that Shabbos is Shabtai, which is why it's called Shabtai. Shabtai is the word Shabbos in it. Mm. If you look carefully, and then he goes through the one by one and lines up each one, what it connects, what it's meant to be. Obviously, Sunday just is not the sign. It's a chama, but you understand. It's what's uh, that darkness which uh, is what starts with the first hour of Sunday. Okay, that's uh, the system of uh, how we, we link the time and the place, which means the, the, the planets to the seven days of the week, or the mazalas to the 12 months of the year. And I'm, just for the sake of clarity, I want to add a point which uh, people often get confused about. In other words, we know that there's 12 mazalas in the sky, and we understand that it's part of the cycle of the, how the world goes around the sun. On this position, where this, which stars are going to be uh, prominent at different times, and the question which is always asked, and I like to ask people because I always get stuck with this, and that is in those years when there's the second Adar, 
I was wondering that same So thing. what's the muzzle of the second adder? We have 12 muzzles. And now, so if you have two adders, what's the muzzle of the second adder? And beyond that, like the, the, the Arab or the Chinese year, it's, it's 11 days shorter every year. Right. The, the muzzle is moving. Right. So it's, so the question is, uh, people always get mixed up with it, but the MS is it's not a question, it was based on a mistake. And I want to explain. There's, there's two cycles in the sky. At, as you said correctly, by the calendar that's the, the Islamic calendar, which which only works with lunar, lunar calendar, so that really it's uh, it works the cycle of the moon, and the cycle of the moon is less than the cycle of the sun, you know, and therefore it has no connection to the time of the year. It, it, it kind of like moves around the year each of the lunar months because there's nothing to, there's no uh, there's no way to land the two. When we're talking about the stars. And we're talking about the stars as connected to the solar layer, not the lunar layer. Uh-huh. So it's nothing to do with the moon. And therefore, there's the solar months, which means nothing to do with where the moon is. But the position of the world to the to the sun in this sun is the stars you're going to see in this sun. The position of the world to the sun in Ea is the stars you're going to see in Ea. And it makes a lot of sense. If you have a sun in the middle and the world's traveling around it, so of course, depending on where you are, is which stars you're going to see. And therefore, the the division the of months to line up with the zodiac has to do with the solar months, not the lunar months. And therefore there's no other shani. There's always going to be the same twelve and it's always going to be in the same position. The other shani is just the correction to line up the lunar year with the solar year. And if that's the case, it's going to but it doesn't affect the mazal bit Which means if that's the case, that not necessarily is the date uh, when a person is born going to necessarily be the mazal of that month. Because the dates we have go from the lunar months. So, for example, today is the So today we would assume that the, that the, therefore the Mazdal should be the Mazdal of year, which is the show. But it might not be, because it depends on the settlement. And therefore it could be that it's still holding by the end of Nisan. And that the lunar months are not exactly aligned. And therefore the Mazdal, which one could see when you were to look for it, could still be the Mazdal of Nisan. The, 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 the position of the Mazdal is the position of the sun. And that's the system how the two line up with each other. Interesting. Okay. Now, that's the, that's the... Uh, so when they say the Tle is, is the Mazal of Nisan. That means the Sod of Nisan. The it's the world at the beginning of spring. It's called Kufas Nisan, so the Mazal will be the Tle. Okay. Like March 21st. Yeah, whatever it's going to be, then that will be the... And it makes sense, because like I said, it depends the position of the world to the sun. And the stars opposite to you is going to be the mazel. So when we say though that the, the mazel for the month of Nisan is the tle, like the majority of the month, or at the Bria Olam Nisan was the tle. Yeah, the Bria Olam was like that, and the majority of the month is still going to be like that because we adjust the month, so that Nisan should always fall when the side yeah. of Nisan is going to be. At least the majority of Nisan. Right. Okay. Okay. That, that's the so that's the the Now let's go back to explain the first three. The parents of the time, which we said is heat, cold, and revival. Why? Why is the Kuzari explaining this? Why is the Chacham explaining this? The Kuzar king. Uh, well, so let's go back to what we said before. The reason that the, we got into the discussion of Sefer is because the king asked him to show him where do you see that the Tanaim, as he calls Yochachamim, understood the depth of how the world looks. So he's going to show him that look, I'll use Sefer as a, as a textbook. To teach you how much they understood about how deep how deep things are and how well it looks. 
Okay, so that's the that's that part. Now let's go back to the point that we didn't explain. I'm trying to explain it, and, it's, and that is the uh, the the imois, which means the parents, if I'm not call it that, of time, which he calls kar chamin revaya. Kar is called chamin's heart. Revaya is the time in between them. What's the what's the relationship of these three things? So this is very interesting. It's very interesting because it's part of understanding a system which. Um, and which is more of a maybe hidden system in, in the running of the world. And that is, we already said beforehand that there's a relationship between the space, what we call the Olam and the Shana, or in other words, the place and the time. Now it's interesting. Because the, when we spoke about the three elements which Hashem built the world with, we spoke about air, heat, uh, which is fire, and water. Now, th- those elements affect time also. Because there'll be a time of the year where the dominant element is the fire, and therefore it makes for a time of the year which is hot. There's a time of the year where the dominant element is the water, and therefore it's going to make for a time of the year which is wet or cold. And there's a time of year where the dominant element is the avir, and that's going to make the medium, make the middle thing because it's going to temper the heat. In other words, when, when it's hot without air, and it's hot, the wind cools it down. And therefore, the Avir is going to be the factor, which is we call the Revaya, is going to make the, the, the interim month. And that's exactly the way it looks, because, as we know, when the world is the sun, the part of the year when the world is nearer the sun, is when it's hotter. That's the sun. Um, the part of the year when it's wet is the winter. And that's the time when it's cold. The part of the year, it's Strauss time. The part of the year which is in between is times when it's not really wet, but it's more, there's more wind and there's more air, and therefore it's it's, it's more cool, which is the spring and the autumn. And therefore, the, the, what the Ghazari is showing is that the same three elements Hashem used to create things with are also the tools Hashem uses to, to, to balance, so to speak, the in time, which means to balance the weather in time. Yeah. Was, but before the marble, there wasn't seasons. Before the marble, there was, there was still the concept of the world going around the sun, except right. there weren't extremes. In other words, it was the... You have to be in different balance, places of the world to have right, a different plate. Right. The balance was much, was much more. And after the marbles, then Hashem has become more Marble. extreme. Right. And we understand also uh, that this is an influence on the primary level by the three building blocks of the world, which is the wind, the air, and the water, and the fire. But we understand on the second level that this is also influenced by the planets because the heat comes through the sun. And the wind, and the let's say the water is influenced by the moon. There, there, there is a pull on the second level too of the the different planets on the koyachos which are going to affect the weather patterns here. So there we see two uh, so systems which interact with each other: the one of time, the one of the one of space. And now we come to the last one, which is nefesh, which applies to people. Which applies to people. This one needs the most explanation because. Uh, a person, even though it works within the same framework, but we don't see it as a natural system of interacting with the world as well as we see the other two. And that's why for us, we have to explain how the two things work together. Okay, so on the level of the nefesh, so he talks about the three parts of the person, he talks about the rosh, the gvi, and the beta. In his terminology, what that means is, if we would divide a person into three different parts of the person, so we have the head, which is the top part of the person, is an, his ability to think and to understand. That's one chalik of the person. The second chalik of the person is what he calls the gvir, 
which means, and the Kazari is going to explain it later, as being the organs which are got to do with the heart, the lungs, and the circulation system. And then that ends by the diaphragm, which separates that from the baton, which is the lower part of the person's body, which is all the digestive organs. And therefore, if you're going to divide a person into three, so to speak, and we're not talking about his hands and his legs, because those aren't really essential to the functioning of his body, those uh, just enable him to move or to do things. But the parts of his body which are essential to the body functioning are the head, number one, the gavir, which is the upper chest and the, we said, the, the respiratory and circulation system, and then the baton, which is the digestive system and the reproductive system, those are the different systems which work in the person. Why those are connected, the H, the man, and the other, we still have to explain. But if you have to divide a person into the three initial stages, that would be the initial three. Okay, now the next step is, what's, how does that now break down into seven? Which means from the three parts of the person's body, now we're going to talk about how that manifests itself as seven in seven stages, and then after in twelve stages. So, when we already says, and obviously we'll do this near smash. When you're talking about the seven stages, it talks about the seven brachas that a person can get. Number one is chachma, is, is wisdom, aisha is wealth, mimshal is power, chayim is life, chayim is popularity, or how people like someone, zera is children, shalom is peace. And we have to explain why those seven things line up with uh, how they line up with the person's body. In other words, we're not in the person, obviously the person wants all these seven things, but how do they relate to to, to in the physical sense that uh, we're going to see a correlation between seven parts of a person's body and these seven midas or these seven brachas that a person can get. We'll go back to that. And then we get to the level of 12. So now he's talking about specific organs of the body, uh, which the, he's going to mention 12 organs of the body. And once again, they match more than 12 organs of the body. So you have to explain why he's definitely mentioning these 12. What is this? He goes through the first one he goes through is the senses, Eved Liros, the organs of sight, Eved Shmoya, hearing, Eved Lariach, the organ of smell, Eved Daver, to speak, the Nitzam is to taste. So the first five are all in the head. All in the head, whether it's going to be with the ears, the eyes, and nose, and then he breaks them out into two, one being a person's ability to speak, and another one a person's ability to taste. That's all centered in the person's head. That's the first five. Then, the next ones. Uh, every time, uh, what's going to get to a person's interaction with the world outside of himself, his body is ever the tashmish, ever which all the external organs of the body, uh, the hand, the arms, I should say, the legs, and the prismina, because those are all the bodies that are interacting with something outside of itself. That's the second category of three. And then the last ones, are, the last four, are all internal processes in the body. Ever the higher think, Evelichos, it's angry, Evelishot, the person makes the person laugh, and Evelishan, it puts the person to sleep. And where did he get this from? The Gemara Msachim. The Gemara talks about which, which organ makes the person angry, which organ makes the person laugh, and which organ in the body puts the person to sleep. And the Gemara says over there that, uh, that the COVID is Kayas, the liver, makes the person angry, the Tchol, which is the spleen, makes the person laugh, and the stomach, which is the cave, puts the person to sleep. And uh, what does that mean? So there are many, many different ways uh, the professional gives to explain it. Because I himself is going to try and explain it in a very simple way. We'll see if I just against it. It's interesting that he combines uh, Lishon with like Kirhor and Kas. You know, I, I didn't view it as an emotion. 
Right, it's not necessarily emotion, it's like processes within the body. Processes. Processes within the body. Um, now, we must understand, once again, there's a correlation, which and which means these 12, th- uh, these 12 uh, organs, if you want to call them, line up with the 12 months. Line up with the 12 months. Claire is zeros. So we have to see how they do that. And the reality is, the Savior itself does it for you. When you go through the months, it does you the month, and the, and the organ which is connected that month. Wow. So that uh, there's a the system here is also built on a, con- a connection between the, the two of them, all the three of them, I should say, and then we send us the whole map of how the bria of the other face, which means the three stages, is really paralleling the various systems that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created in the world, the various systems that created in the world, and it all goes through the same process of three, seven, twelve. Um, obviously, this is what he leaves out because because already tries to avoid the topic, when it comes to Kabbalah, then for sure this is going to be a, a very, very uh, prominent part of understanding where all these things generate from, because obviously in the system of Kabbalah is also going to be the same division of 3, 7, 12, of the three different levels, and therefore we're going to use that as, the, as a way to understand how all the different areas are influenced. Okay, because that has given us a system, by addition tomorrow, you'll see he himself starts to explain um, from the, he starts from the case of the person's body and tries to explain the breakup of the person's body into those seven uh, minus, which we call uh, midas, the person has Fakhma, Aisha, Mishara, Chaim, Chaim, Zer, and Sharon, and then how it relates to the 12 parts of the body, which are the organs or the, the senses that he mentions. Thank you.